Hi there, my name is Ana Paula Picasso and you are listening to Blockchain Beat. Here's a very special episode about blockchain and the future of digital marketing. I invited fellow Brazilian and digital marketer Renato Zamanha. He wrote a series of articles how the future of digital marketing belongs to blockchain. Once uh, blockchain becomes part of the business uh, everyday life, um, marketing is going to have to follow suit. And, and what blockchain does is cut off the middleman. So it's cutting off the, so- the, source, of the uh, source of intelligence that we get in digital marketing, which is the Facebooks and Googles and Twitters and Instagrams. We talked about how blockchain can tackle the lack of transparency in social media and also how enterprise blockchain can connect with digital marketing and much more. If you want to check Renato's blog, just go to thechainblog.com. I'll put the links in the description. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode and don't forget to follow Blockchain Beat in your favorite podcast platform. This episode is brought to you by Blockchain PR. If you want to know more how Blockchain PR can help your business grow, just go to www.blockchainpr.online. Hi, Renato. Hi, Ana Paula. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming to the podcast. Um, we had a few other Brazilians as well in the podcast. Oh, so, that's nice to hear. Yeah, it's really nice. This is one more, one more one to more. the podcast. <laughs> nice. Where are you calling from at the moment? I'm in Eindhoven, the south of the Netherlands from lockdown. <laughs> oh, the reason I wanted to bring you to my podcast is because you wrote a very interesting article. It's a four-part article uh, about digital marketing and blockchain. What's it called again? The future of digital marketing belongs to blockchain technology. Yes. Quite bold, bold claim, but I really believe in it. So, yes, it's a very broad, uh, it's a very broad, and also very little known aspect of blockchain of blockchain application so Renato I wanted to start with a very broad question why is blockchain entering digital marketing well Anna, it's not so much why is entering is when is entering because what happens is blockchain it's really becoming something that businesses and enterprises are looking into to um streamline their operations. And once businesses and across several industries uh, employ and adapt and implement uh, blockchain into their operations, marketing will follow suit. So, you know, marketing, like for example, digital marketing, it's actually quite new concept. You know, a few years ago, 20 years ago, that was not such a thing as digital marketing. It really picked up once, you know, Google and social media, Facebook, Twitter, you know, that's where digital marketing really became a thing. And the whole nature of digital marketing is by collecting and aggregating data, private data from users that uh, unconsciously give, give off their, uh, 
private data freely. And marketers such as myself, um, I take this data and I create campaigns based on whatever information I'm given by intermediaries. So in this case would be, I try to make, um, uh, create content that is SEO search engine op optimized. So my buyer persona in that case is Google because I want Google to show my article or whatever content I or my promotion or my campaign that I am, um, uh, the strategy that I'm going for. So once uh, blockchain becomes part of the business uh, everyday life, um, marketing is going to have to follow suit. And, and what blockchain does is cut off the middleman. So it's cutting off the the source of the uh, source of intelligence that we get in digital marketing which is the facebooks and googles and twitters and instagrams because we won't have access to that data for free anymore which is really the biggest change however it might come off for many people a scary situation to be in because everybody's already used to this way of working but having to pay for data it means that it's not you're going to receive data that is not manipulated and it's a lot more precise so the return on your investment for your campaigns your marketing campaigns will be a lot better you'll be able to target laser target your audience uh, a lot better because you're not relying on an intermediary to tell you where, who, what time of the day, um, wh why you look, what, uh, what your product should look like. Is does it does it fit the market? Is there a need there? Like we depend on Google to tell us that. So entire businesses are run by Google intelligence, and that needs to change and will change with blockchain. Well, going back to what you said about social media, there's been lots of criticism in recent years facebook and twitter they concentrate all the power around information what people see do you want to talk about some projects they are they are using blockchain and having a more decentralized platform i know you mentioned one or two examples in one of your articles one called social um, there's a few. There's a few. Uh, there's one Steemit. Uh, yeah, you probably uh, know Steemit is more. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's kind of like a like a blog platform based on the blockchain, uh, and there is um, uh, Social, which is a, a social media platform that actually pays for your data. So if you okay. if you're willing to like, they collect your data, and then if they and they make it clear that that's their business model, Facebook. For example, let's just think back to the basics. Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg didn't create Facebook to make it, make it easy for us to connect or for us to share our stories. It was a very genius way to collect private data so they can create groups of people, aggregate them and, and give that information to companies so they could uh, craft and create strategies and be able to deliver a message to a specific target group. This was the plan all along. So what happened was data, private data, became the most expensive commodity in the world. It's more expensive than oil, than gold, than anything. And people don't know that, and they give it away freely. So companies like uh, social media platforms like Social, 
they let you know that they are collecting your data. They will distribute your data, but they will give you a cut of their profits for you sharing the data with them. Same goes with a Brave browser, which is a, a browser that runs on the, um, it's a, a Chrome, it runs the Chromium um, code. So it's pretty much the same. Yeah. However, they pay you for seeing ads. So they, sh they share some of their revenue for you to see their ads. So it's you can see that there is a movement towards this democratization of private data, that people should also be able to earn some money by sharing their data. And that's the principle of these new social media platforms. Yeah, so in your opinion, Renato, what's the big challenge of these smaller platforms? Because Steemit has been around for a few years, uh, but it's still very niche. Uh, I think started mostly with crypto people writing content in them. Um, social, uh, I think they're still in beta. Brave is doing, be, yeah. yeah, Brave is doing quite well, but still they're nowhere near, let's say, a Google Chrome or other browsers. How, what's the challenge for these other uh, players in the market to go against Facebook and and Twitter and all the big players? The challenge is the uh, the lack of adoption, but this is normal. I mean, uh, change is difficult to sell and to implement, especially in, in a mass, you know, like to the masses. It took years for the internet to really catch on and become a thing that everyone uses on, their, on a daily basis. Um, I, I think probably just when the smartphone really came along that the internet became a thing, like, an, like almost like oxygen, you know, like you don't, you can't live without it. Yes. Now um, we couldn't even imagine. Yeah, ima exactly. And in the nineties, I mean, I remember, I remember seeing an interview with Bill Gates on David Letterman. I remember like it was yesterday. There's probably something on, on YouTube, Google it, Bill Gates explaining the internet. Um, and he's on, on a talk show, he's telling that there's this thing called the internet that you can talk to people, that you can share information, that all information in the world is going to be there for free, and that you can have make phone calls. And everybody was laughing at Bill Gates. Everybody thought he was like telling us a science fiction situation. So it's we are at the same stage when it comes to blockchain. It did not yet made its case and show to the masses how important and how transformative it is and how it will change the world. Because right now it's just a topic that, you know, finance, cryptocurrency people talk about and enterprise and businesses, supply chain, logistics. So it's still very top level. It's not yet, it's not yet public, it's not yet mainstream. People don't even, don't realize the benefits of blockchain outside of finance yet. And that's what I'm trying to do with these articles. I want to highlight all the possibilities of blockchain, not just in digital marketing, but in all those indus other industries outside of finance. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Two people need to see, there's also skepticism around blockchain outside the finance sector. Um, but I think it's happening already. I think it's because I always call it the unsexy applications of blockchain. It won't give you a Lamborghini. No, it <laughs> like won't give you a Lamborghini. Is. Yeah, but this is this is the mis this is this is the big misunderstanding of blockchain. Mm -hmm. uh, and one of the the obstacles 
for ma mass adoption is that blockchain became synonymous with cryptocurrency and more specific more specifically bitcoin and so and then with that comes you know all the controversy of of price volatility uh criminality money laundering which it's also excuse my french bullshit because you can do the same with cash you know like there's nothing dirtier than cash you can you can buy weapons with cash you can buy drugs with cash you can smuggle people with dollars and euros and pounds. So the whole story of criminality and cryptocurrency, it's it's just, you know, cash is really the, the bad guy. Uh, but back to the point, blockchain became synonymous to cryptocurrency, but people don't realize that blockchain is, it's, it's like an operating system. Think of your Windows or your Mac OS or your Android and think that you create that incredible tech technology just to run one application, which is Bitcoin. You know, like you have this expensive, powerful technology that can, uh, is able to transform and streamline and make things a lot more transparent and, and, and traceable and, and speedy and quick and more efficient and, and, and reduce costs. But you can only use those benefits for Bitcoin or cryptocurrency. So that's what people need to understand is that Bitcoin and crypto is just one of millions of applications you can use blockchain. Exactly. And in the, in the future, blockchain will replace Google, Facebook. It will. It's just not a matter of if, if it will. It will. It's just when it, is that going to happen? When it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Also, going back to digital marketing, you also mentioned your articles, uh, ad space fraud and bad monetization. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? How, how blockchain can solve that? There are four things about core characteristics of blockchain. Mm -hmm. uh, first one being consensus. Um, it's when all, all participants must agree. Then you have provenance, which is like where, where the ownership, where the data or whatever came from and the provenance of the historical data of ownership, you know, exchanging hands. You have immutability, which you cannot, you cannot mutate or, or corrupt information in the blockchain. And you have finality. Once it's done, it's done. There is no way to go back because there is no reason to because blockchain is safe. The safest thing you can possibly transact is via blockchain because of its transparent nature. And security. And security. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, and the reason that we hire Google or Facebook or an advertisement agency is because we don't get those things. We don't get, we cannot directly, I cannot advertise directly to the customer I want to. I need to ask help, help, uh, I quote, to these, the delivery systems. And what happens with the delivery systems is that they they give you false information. So I'll give an example. You you know you start a campaign with Google Ads and you pay uh, per clicks, and then they tell you, well, there was like twenty thousand clicks. How do you know that it was twenty thousand clicks? A lot of how do you know that these twenty thousand clicks were not robots? Were actual people reading your article yeah. or reading yeah, your campaign? From Click farms, what they call. 
Exactly. So mm-hmm. you don't have that. Uh, you you have to take their word for it. And so you so that's the that's what happens all the time. And they inflate prices. They inflate costs. Mm-hmm. And you can and we are left marketers. We are left. Okay. Well, that's how much it is, and we just have to take your word for it. I cannot really trace it. I cannot trace the click. Who clicked it? With blockchain, you can trace everything. And you're able to see when, what time, what country. So the, the information is a lot more precise and you're able to craft a lot better marketing campaigns. And might be more expensive, but the internal investment is also higher. So, so yeah, so it's a, it's a win-win situation. Yeah, I see. I see how the part you mentioned about transparency and also you cut the middleman. So I think it's it's very good. Also, Renato, do you, what's another application within digital marketing in uh, with blockchain? I would definitely say the fact that you can the traceability feature of blockchain it's revolutionary for for digital marketing for marketing in general because you can verify and consumers are able to verify claims made by the company. So. When you see something in the supermarket, say vegan, 100% organic, fair trade, made in USA, how do you know that, that you know it's written there? It's written on the on the on the packaging, but how do you validate? You know, and blockchain gives you that, that power. And a lot of times, companies make false claims all the time, and people buy into it because they cannot really trace it back. So that is a huge thing that. You there's undisputable source of information, and you can marketers can put their hand on fire about the information they provide because it's validated by the blockchain. Also, what another thing that is amazing is that, for example, let's say you you are you work with agriculture and you have like a specialty good like that. Let's say champagne. You can only sell champagne with the label champagne yeah. if the sparkling wine comes from the region of Champagne in France. But you you can always put a, a, a label on a bottle from, you know, sparkling wine made, I don't know where, with Champagne, who's, go, who's going to question you? Who's going you to know? verify that the, Verif- the provenance of that? The, the provenance. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh-huh. so counterfeits, uh, I mean, there's just, a, there's the list is so long of benefits for marketers, digital marketers, Most mostly the fact that you can for sure make claims about products and be able to prove it. And that is a huge transformative thing. I'll give you an example yeah. of, of, of how, like something that happened to me. I got this uh, sunscreen in the summer um, and it was a Korean sunscreen, and I was, and it was a strong one, like uh, 50 SPF 50. And I went for a bike ride, and I got home, and I was completely burned, like super burned, like I was without any sunscreen. Oh my god! I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was strange because I put a reapplied, and then, and then I stopped using the sunscreen. Like this sunscreen is not good. A few months, like literally a couple of months ago. They discovered they did a, uh, other people had the same problem, and then they did a, a research, and the sunscreen was not 50, it was 15. And they put on the bottom, yes, yeah, it was 15, That's so it was terrible. not strong enough. 
It's, yes, but but the company that, uh, that sells the sunscreen bought the sunscreen from a chemical company that provides to other companies sunscreen. They altered the records, the certificates. And so the company who sold me the sunscreen were, believed that it was a 50 and it was marketing as a 50 based on uh, alterated uh, data given by their suppliers. I with see, blockchain, I uh-huh. yeah. So with blockchain, as an end consumer, I'm going to be able to track every step of the production of that of that um, sunscreen, all the way to the raw materials. So mm-hmm. if I tell you that my sunscreen is 50 via blockchain, the end consumer is going to be able to verify my claim, mm-hmm. and, no, and there's no question about it. And if there are any kind of disputes, if there is any product recalls in this case, it's a 15, it's not 50. So what they had to do, they had to take it off from the market. They need to uh, refund people for their their purchase because it came out. So it becomes a lot easier to find where the problem is and act upon it much quicker than wait months until it becomes a scandal and a huge PR, PR disaster. You know, like this company became, which was pretty famous and and renowned. It's now, you know, the reputation is damaged. Yeah, exactly. And also it could be much worse. It could be, let's say, if someone has a food allergy and they buy a product and they have a really bad reaction, if the product says, you know, it doesn't have a certain ingredient and it does have in there this specific ingredient, the formula, you can have a very bad reaction. People could potentially end up Die. in hospital. <laughs> Die. Yeah. I, have <laughs> a food, I have a food allergy. I am allergic to shrimp, to, to shellfish. Mm-hmm. And, I, and sometimes I, I've had uh, reactions for things that were there like and not listed as shellfish. Um, so I've been there as well. I, yeah. I, you know, so I know what it's like to consume things that they don't even give you the full story. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. the, the application, people don't realize yet the power they have in their hands with blockchain. And once they this realization um, goes into the mass, population and they see blockchain as not just a driver for cryptocurrency but something that they can really benefit from you know let's say you go somewhere and you want to buy some a medication or something you can screen it with the barcode to make sure that you not buy some fake medication from india yeah. or pakistan for exactly. example some counterfeited medicine some counter- or yeah, yeah. So, so there's a lot of benefits. There's a lot of benefits. So, Renata, I wanted to ask you another thing that's very close to home. We are both from Brazil. Yeah. And it's also it's connected with digital marketing, but very much connected with social media. Mm-hmm. Is misinformation or the dissemination of misinformation. Countries like, especially developing countries, People mostly use the internet via their smartphones. Also, they have they tend to have a mid-range smartphones where you can have just a certain a limited number of apps. So people tend to use WhatsApp, Facebook, perhaps Messenger, 
maybe a couple more, and that's it. So how do you see blockchain combating dissemination of, of fake news, basically? It's the same as, as being able to trace and verify claims made by producers, like, like I said, you know, organic or, or, mm-hmm. or SPF 50. You're going to be able to verify the source of that information. So do you know about you, any do you know any projects in Brazil or outside Brazil they are working on this? I don't know any projects uh, in Brazil, uh, but I do know that uh, Brave Browser and Steemit, they um, they will not allow you to they, they will they will check your information and they will put that on the blockchain mm-hmm. that the information came from a, a valid source. Because let's say, for example, I write this article about digital marketing. All of these statistics and numbers that I'm putting here, I obviously did not know this on top of my head. I had to do some research Mm -hmm. and I had to put references on my articles. So blockchain is able to to filter it and to see that the information there is actually has been logged somewhere in the blockchain in the past and they can verify the information as or certified as certify as a original or real story. Not because think about it. In the past, we will only get our news and only get our information from uh, reputable uh, reputable sources like magazines and newspapers and TV uh, newspapers um, uh, news uh, uh, shows. Now everyone is a reporter. Everyone can go write an article, publish online, and have the authority of an expert, of a journalist. But blockchain gives you a tool to validate. Like if somebody shares something, let's say that, you know, you cannot take the COVID vaccine because of X, 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 X reasons, you know, then you, before you read that and you take that to heart, you, can, you will be able with blockchain to, make, to validate if that information given to you is real or not. So it's it's fake news, conspiracy theories, like all this stuff that's going on in America, uh, or a QAnon. All of this can be, you know, validated before you believe it. You can see if it's true or not. So Renato, now I want to move a little bit on another type of blockchain, which is the enterprise blockchains, and how they could be related to digital marketing. There's a very yeah. interesting aspect, and I want you to talk more about this because I know you wrote about it. Enterprise blockchain is really picking up because what people don't realize is that you can have public and private blockchains. And yeah. when you have a private blockchain, you can get, it, it can be permissioned, meaning you can um, identify stakeholders give them levels of permissions, so access to, to data, to, to information, for them to be able to do their job. Um, so there is no back and forth, like all the data is displayed up front. So let's give you an example, go back to agriculture, and let's pretend that you, Ana Paula, you are a, a, an olive oil producer in Italy, and then you, the finance department of your company reaches out to a bank in Singapore 
for financing. And you need to know, for you to get that financing from that bank, you need to know just certain, you know, how much it costs, how much it costs the production. So you get access to that information only. And so you don't need to know all the secrets. All you need is that information. So you can just give that to the, the bank. Then you receive the financing. And then another person, the procurement officer, uh, receives an order for olive oil. And then what, what the, does he need? What kind of information he needs to know the quality control, the certificates, the, the, the pricing, where it came from, all of this in, in order to justify the price. So because of a private blockchain, they are able to get only that information to, to make a transaction and sell a container ship to Alaska. The beauty of it is that this, all of this can happen in seconds in the same platform with a few clicks of a button. And why that ties in with digital marketing is that you can empower people to sell in a large scale with 100% trust and therefore he's not part of the marketer anymore to build this trust. Mm -hmm. So the marketer has, becomes a, has a completely different role in this transaction. Therefore, when you bring enterprise blockchain solutions into your business, you're gonna be using marketing in a completely different way. You're gonna be doing marketing not to promote your products because your products are already certified by the blockchain. You're gonna start to build trust because there is no, it's not the information is immutable and is trusted. So it completely changes the way we do business because in the end, marketing is to validate that whatever you're selling is good and whatever you're selling is true and and th and that will change with blockchain. We don't, we won't need to do that anymore. Yeah. So like all these false claims, you be gone. Exactly. Yeah. All these false. So yeah, supply chain and, and marketing going hand in hand with blockchain. Absolutely. Something new. Something new. And, yeah. and, and supply chain, when we think of supply chain, it's not just, you know, agriculture. There's information supply chain, you know, like where, you know, where it starts and how it's disseminated and where it ends. So it can be applied to any kind of chain, trade, supply chain, information chain, the same principle applies for any of it. Anything that goes from one hand to another, anything that transacts, information, value, products, things, anything that switch hands can be used, uh, can be applied by blockchain technology. So let's talk about you now, so yes. your journey into blockchain and how did you start? When was the first time you heard about blockchain and what attracted you to it? Ah, oh, it's a funny one. Um, I was in university. I moved, I moved to the Netherlands to go to university here. And I had a roommate who was studying uh, computer science. And he told me about Bitcoin. And he was right there, like 2008, 2009, I believe, oh, wow. right in the middle, yeah. right in the middle of the... Um, the, the financial crisis, financial crisis, the 1%, you know, people camping on Wall Street was really on that period. So he told me about it and I was like, yeah, right. I was, I didn't believe it. I was, I was so skeptical, but it triggered like a curiosity because I like, well, this, if this is 
it's true. This is pretty amazing. So I started to do some research. I started to like Google it. And then I learned about the backstory, which was a blockchain. So I started to learn the, the, the technology that made Bitcoin possible. And that for me was like, almost like, I don't know, like a, a divine. <laughs> yeah, it was a divine intervention. Like it was like such a, an epiphany. I was like, oh my God, this is like so powerful. This is going to change the world. And from that moment on, when I got that, I, that was when I bought my first Bitcoin for, I don't know. When did you buy your first Bitcoin? I think I bought for like 80 euro or something from him, from, <laughs> from my, from, from my roommates. And when, this was when? 2009? 2010, yeah, something like that back yeah. then. And I saw, and then, and then I sold it and I regret it tremendously because oh I had God. a full Bitcoin. I could have been rich now. Um, but then I just started to, and then it evolved and, and I started to learn more and more. And then 2014, I started writing about it. I started to... Okay research and I started to create write articles such as this one that you saw and uh, and I started but I was really focused in finance and then I landed my first job and then it was just then I learned because then I started working with actual blockchain developers and and companies that dedicated to blockchain so then I really took off and 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 I learned a lot more and I'm still here so That's how it started. But you still, your focus is in digital marketing. I am a marketing person. I'm a market yeah. professional, but I work for in marketing, blockchain, and, crypt and cryptocurrency mostly. And recently, I started to, about a year, a year and a half ago, I started to work in other areas like enterprise solutions, supply chain, um, okay. uh, counterfeit prevention, child labor prevention, human trafficking prevention, through blockchain. So I started to see these other areas of blockchain outside of finance. And that's when I started to like think of like, okay, how will this apply to my, my job as a marketer? And to, so I can prepare for what is to come. So that's one of the reasons I wrote this art, this four pieces, this uh, series of articles, four articles. It's more to bring awareness of what is to come because not all of it is here yet. You cannot really use blockchain only to, to do digital markets. That's just not realistic. You still need to do your mm -hmm. keyword research. Sure. You need to use Google because that's how you do it. But it's important for people to be aware that this have this in their radar so they don't get caught by surprise and are not prepared uh, once the shift happens because it will happen. And yeah, whoever, whoever is... Whoever doesn't adapt and 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 implement it will not survive. Yeah, People it's already happening. It's already happening. Yeah. And uh, and Renato, uh, definitely, I'm gonna put the link to your blog, thechainblog.com, with your articles on digital marketing and blockchain. And when or where do people get in touch with you? You can find me on LinkedIn with the handle uh, R Zamania. Um, or you can find me on the Chain Blog uh, as well. You can get in touch with me there, thechainblog.com. And stay tuned, Twitter, Renato underscore Zamania. 
And stay tuned because um, on my blog, because this is the first article. I'm going to write a series of the future belongs to blockchain in healthcare. The future belongs in digital market. The future belongs in supply chain. I'm going to write a series of articles uh-huh. covering how the impact of blockchain in several industries, small businesses, middle-sized enterprises. I, I really want to paint a picture of blockchain outside of finance so people can understand the potential of this technology. It's really, it's, it's, it's life-changing. And you can come back here and record another episode with, uh, I can talk, we can talk about different applications of blockchain. That'll be great. We can catch up. Yes, I'll, I'll, I'll love to be back for sure. Yeah. So thanks again, Renato. I'll put all the links in the description. So you guys want to go and check it out. Renato's blog is the chainblog.com. And also he's on LinkedIn, Renato Zamania, and Twitter as well with the same handle. So thank you, Renato. Thanks, Ana.